No, I think Breakthrough TV gives bad, bad, bad broadcasting a good name. You're listening to Con Air Radio. Stop whining. It's about to begin. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Conair Radio. Uh, I am Nicole or Corgi Cosplay here, uh, and we are at UbuCon. And we have a special guest, a cosplayer that goes by Sapphire Nova. If you want to go ahead and introduce you more. Um, yeah, I am Sapphire Nova. I go by Sapphire. Well, Sapphire Nova Cosplay is all of my like handles on pretty much everything. So TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, you name it, it's Sapphire Nova Cosplay. Except for Twitter, which is RX or whatever the heck it's called now. <laughs> yeah. Um, where they you can't have that many letters, so I'm just Sapphire Nova Cause. Because that's where it comes off. <laughs> I, I think I could have had Cause book, but uh, I figured Cause was better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it gets the idea across. They understand. <laughs> uh, so how long have you been cosplaying for? So I have been cosplaying, this is going to date me real fast, for over 20 years. Um, I have been doing it professionally now for eight, um, closing it on nine. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I've been at this a while. I'm, I'm one of the, the old hats when it comes to cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so yeah, you've been since the beginning, you know, when it, before uh, it was called cosplay. I know, yes, exactly. I have been cosplaying since before it was cosplay. Um, I have been cosplaying since before there was YouTube and you could watch all these beautiful tutorials and like actually learn how to do things well. So yeah. one of my very first cosplays, so I wanted to be an elf from Lord of the Rings. And That's I knew always there cool was like one. no way I was ever going to make a costume as grand as theirs. So I took an old prom dress because it was like gold and pretty and kind of cream and like it kind of had that style. And I had to make a cloak because like it was, heck, there wasn't even Amazon. You could go on and like buy a cloak. Yeah. So I had to go make my cloak. And this cloak, I thought it was the greatest thing ever. I found like this like printed I had to print out this tutorial and print it, out here. yeah and it was like if you measure it this length and then measure it this way it'll make it and it like it turned out I mean I was so proud of it because it was the first thing I'd ever made but it was horrible like I made the hood the hood was so small it could fit on my head like a dunce cap <laughs> and like that is like and then a as soon as you actually like attached it to the cloak, like it was never even coming close to like being on my head. So it just kind of sat off the back, because yeah, that wasn't it wasn't reaching. It was there. Yeah, it was it was horrible, but I was so proud. But that's you know most of our first, you know, first stories are you know yeah. they weren't great, but you did it, and that's what got you hooked. Yeah, yeah, that, that's kind of how it goes. Yeah, you you have that like little taste, and you're like you have so much fun. People stop you for photos, and you're like. This is so amazing! Like, and then like, especially when they're like, "Oh my God, I know what you're from. Are you yeah. trying to be from?" So I wore it to the Lord of the Rings premiere, oh. and and like, yes, that is how old this, like, how long I've been doing this. And I met like other Lord of the Rings like people in costume, and I was like, "Oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever! Like, people do what I do, and they enjoy this, and they like what I like, and I can just make random friends just because we like the same thing." And it was so cool. Oh yeah. And that was that was how I got bit by the bug. <laughs> That was pure definition of a convention now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's essentially, yeah, conventions in a nutshell anyway. Even, like, you're wearing a shirt from something, and someone's like, oh, you like that, too, or you have, like, a, a pin right. or a button or something on you <laughs> from a like, certain show. Separate. Did we just become best friends? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And that's exactly how it is, too. And that's what makes conventions great. Like, that's, that's what this community is at its core, and that's what makes it so lovely. I, I always describe a convention as, as like a family reunion with like 4,000 people. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? For me, it's that place. Most of us are oddballs. Yes. Whatever sense that, that means. We're we're all odd in some way. I have been that way. Like, And it's funny because like, you know, I, I'm a pretty girl. I'm using air quotes here because you can definitely see that on uh, the radio. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, I've, I've never fit in with like the popular crowd because I'm just, I've always been a weirdo. And that's fine. I wear that badge with pride. Yeah. But most of us, we don't have that place to like go and just be a weirdo and be enjoyed for it. And conventions are that place. Oh, yeah. You can be as weird as you want. And not only is it tolerated, which most places are not even tolerated, here it's celebrated. And so it's wonderful that you just get that chance to be uniquely you. Yes. And, and it's great. And I, I can't think of any other thing like it. I find yeah. it funny when you get the older generation. I mean, I can understand the kids doing it with all the animes and all this stuff like that. But when you see, you know, some of the guys like me, I'm an older guy, yeah. you know, and then you see other guys that are like in their 40s and 50s that are dressing up as yeah, Charizard. Yeah. <laughs> there was a, a couple, I don't know if they're still doing it now. I haven't followed them in, in many years, but they were called the Cosplay Grandparents. Oh. And they, like, they would dress up in the cutest little outfits like, um, like uh, Steve and Peggy, but like, um, but like, they're <laughs> like, like older. older yeah. like, and, I mean, they're so sweet. It's like, you do, you get Is it the one in California? I think so. Okay. I've seen them like all around the country. Oh, okay. Like, I think I first met them in Seattle. Um, but they're so sweet and just incredible. But you do, you get all walks of life. You get so many different things. And again, we're all just here celebrating this thing we love. So yeah. it's just, it's truly crazy and cool and unique and amazing. It, it's it's fun to do it. I mean, it, as I said, it's, it, and the worst, the fun part about it is going around and, go, and seeing all the people that, you know, from, oh, last weekend or months ago you know it's you're running into all the people that it's just one big family it's yeah. like i haven't seen you in weeks or i saw you last weekend yep. or you know it's just boom they're everywhere yeah because <laughs> outside conventions we're all hermits that don't leave our houses so you know true story so even though we like want to hang out with our friends that we make at cons like outside of con at the same time we're like i'm not leaving my house or or you're a cosplayer and you're like i'm working on a cosplay for the next con i can't so do I'm not it leaving my house either until it's right? done until it's done yeah, and then, but done. the funny part is, is literally the night, the night before. before. <laughs> and yeah, and that's the funny part is half the time it's just like I'm not done until I'm like on the last minutes. I gotta have my car packed in ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, definitely not working on my prop for tomorrow at my booth right now. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, I saw that. Like hand painted things at the table, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Okay, sorry, I'm I'm not trying to ignore you. I'm, I'm just painting. <laughs> I sh I should be ready in an hour or so. <laughs> I've even I've even had stuff where like luckily like my table was right near an exit door uh -huh. and I was literally outside so my hand was covered in paint because I was spray painting too outside. <laughs> <laughs> so my whole arm was covered in spray That's paint so and everything. Why does it smell like lacquer in here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've done that before too. <laughs> I think my booth right now has a faint smell of glue, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, at least yeah, it's not that ever-familiar smell of crazy glue. <laughs> I see this. <laughs> I know. No, it, it's Gemtac, actually, so it's a very unique smell. Uh, well, you got to love that. And, that, that. and that's the other thing someone on, I was talking about. This is We haven't seen a whole lot of cosplay medics over the last year or so. You know, they used yeah. to have some wandering around that used to have a flag saying cosplay medic. I don't think I've ever... Oh, I've seen them once in Arizona. Yeah. So I I've will say the times. majority of the like cosplay medics I've seen um, aren't like from the con themselves. No. It's literally somebody yeah, that's somebody just like, yep. I want to do this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, I haven't seen a lot of that. A lot of conventions do have like a station that you like can go repair. to. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It's usually kind of basic and you don't get help on it. It's kind of just like, here's supplies. Last it's, still, it's still great because, you know, we've all had that, you know, malfunction that yeah. it works a hundred times and of course the time you get to the convention is the time it's going to break. Yeah, yeah, last last week I was at one and I turned around. They did say they had one and I kind of wandered around and it was on the side hall. Just uh, like a little four drawer uh-huh. uh, classic thing where yeah. people had some, you know, I mean, heck, even just having like a needle and thread and a hot glue gun can save a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's not a permanent fix, but sometimes you just need that like hey, get me through the next three hours until the pond closes. <laughs> yeah, I just needed to make it through the rest of the day until I get home. And even then, at least make it to the car. Yeah. <laughs> then, I'll, then I'll switch into next week's commitment. Exactly. Next, next com- yeah. And then hopefully maybe fix it for the next one or just be like, never mind, better you wait it. until like three days before and then you're like, oh no, I forgot that thing <laughs> broke. I need to fix it. I need to fix it. I was not planning on that one. They're <laughs> like, oops. <laughs> I especially find it with like, I have like a booth set up at a lot of conventions, um, I, I cosplay guests out there, and I'll like, there's a million things, I have like a list of like things I want to do for my booth, and literally I'll like get to the next convention, pull it out and be like, oh yeah, I meant to iron that on, or oh yeah, I meant to grab that thing, I remember now, but like I'm already at the next convention, it's too late. Yeah, we'll see so for like, the next yeah. one. So I'm like, for sure get to it. I promise you by next convention, it'll still be there. That's totally me. <laughs> Speaking of next convention, what, what is your next one that you guys are going to be? Um, so I, um, the next like official, so again, I, I cosplay guests at a lot of shows, so those are typically the ones I go to. And usually it's a lot of like last minute contracts and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So the next confirmed, confirmed one I will be at is Sworn Fest, which is a Lady Death-centric con here in, um, it's actually in Mesa, Arizona, so close to Phoenix. Um, and yeah, it's it's a really cool con. It's, it's a very, very small con, but it's really only for like the die-hard Lady Death fans. So it's really cool. You even get like that more like niche community, whereas like here you got like all of anime, but like, you know, it's really cool when shows will do like a Dragon Ball Z show or one yeah, it's very show, specific. My Hero, like it's really fun to like truly get to connect with those fans too. So yeah, that's my next one, but that's not going to be until February next year. Yeah, and with the Lady Death ones, you've been on a cover of Lady Death. I have done three covers now for Lady oh. Death, and uh, more in the future. So I'm oh. a little bit cryptic like that, but <laughs> so I will keep an say eye out. I've got a very, very cool one coming in, actually, for Stormfest. So, oh. Yeah, it's, it's really, really neat, so I'm, I'm very excited about it. It's going to be like an exclusive for that con? It is, actually. Okay. So, 
Yeah. So any collectors out there, yeah, make sure to get it. <laughs> Stay right on it. Cause, and I think usually for the like conventions like that, they will do an online sale of it as well. But, oh, okay. Like yeah. a pre-order, whatever. Um, my last exclusive for Sworn Fest last year um, sold out within the con time. So. Yeah. Oh wow! So I gotta stay out of guys. <laughs> yeah, and then plus if they go to the con, they can get the you know cover signed by you. Yep, absolutely. I'll be there signing all weekend. <laughs> I sign more autographs at the, that convention than I do like all the rest combined. Wow. My hand hurts by the end. It's great, but it's a great problem to have. Yeah, yeah. No, it's she gonna start good doing a stamp. <laughs> right? Wouldn't that be lovely? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, a, it's authentic. I just made it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know, like, uh, I don't know if the Japanese voice actors here, but I've gotten at, like, Anime Expo, I've gotten signatures from Japanese voice actors, and they do have a stamp. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, you know, and it's just in the kanji yeah. or whatever, and they That's stamp cool. it, and then they'll go over, you know, and then they'll do like, their, yeah. That's really neat. I like but that. But I was like, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, makes sense, you know, if you're going to sign a couple hundred things, you know, just yeah. stamp. <laughs> I don't know. I'd probably be the guy that thinks I'm being cheated. I'm like, wait, no, I came here for a signature, not a stamp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah I'm okay with it when they do, like, the personalization on top of it. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. If you do that, then I'd be like, hmm. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or some of them, if they're pay, like charging you for it, and you're like, 30 bucks for a stamp? Uh, I could have got this online. Right? That's the reason. That's the reason. <laughs> and I've, I've actually, there was an author that, that was doing um, books, signing books and stuff like that, and they had something on their website, and I'm going, okay, wait, I got to pay for a digital signature? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm not so sure one. I like that idea. So, and and on that same note, before we leave, we have you leave, we'll have you uh, sign our poster. Oh, sure. Back here because we're having yeah, people sign. signatures. <laughs> we love signatures. <laughs> we love it. Um, and I know you mentioned being a professional cosplayer. Yes. So for you, what does that entail? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I will say, and for this is you know kind of advice for people looking to to be a professional cosplayer. Um, there's no one-size-fits-all. There's no, like, this is the way to do it. Um, my best advice is do a little bit of everything. So, I mean, truly, like, whether that's to making your costumes or just what you do for conventions, like, the more you can offer and just be available to help out, the better you're going to, to do. So, I mean, I've had, you know, conventions come up and, you know, hey, can you judge our costume contest? Absolutely, let's go. Um, I had one ask me, can you do a maid cafe? Sure, I'd never given it a thought before, but let's do it. <laughs> let's and try it I, now. Uh, you know, I made it work. And, you know, like, the, the more versatile you can be, the better you're going to be suited for a convention. Because truly, there's, there's always cracks in every con that they need help filling. Yeah. And so if you try so hard to be one exact thing and that's all I'm going to do, you're going to find you're going to be very limited. So if you can do a little bit of everything, you'll, you'll be much better suited to a lot more shows. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a lot of mine is, is guesting at conventions. I mean, as far as, like, income goes, you know, it's the selling of prints, selling autographs, um, like comic book cover appearances, I get paid for that. But again, just like everything else, it's it's a little bit here, a little bit there. Nothing in cosplay pays so well that you'll be able, I mean, like, there's a very, very small percentage of the world that, you know, can absolutely say, like, cosplay is 100% my life and nothing else. Um, but, yeah. you know, 
the a chance. Lot of them, yeah, say a lot of them have already kind of filled each of those niches. Exactly. And so, so and so that just I mean that is the the nature of it. So a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit from this thing too, all kind of helps build the whole and you know allows me to do this pretty well full time. Oh, that's amazing. So. so about how many conventions a month do you think you do? Um, right now, I'm kind of in a weird time right now, just personal life. Um, so I'm doing about one to two a month, um, but working on, on growing that and getting back up. I'm just kind of like, I kind of hit a dead stop and now it's like chugging forward again. So. Yeah. I've been hearing so a many, lot of that recently. Yeah. yeah. How many have you done before? Like, you think um, like in a year? My record year I think was like 36 conventions Holy that year shit. oh wow <laughs> yeah so at least like three like, a month yeah basically <laughs> like it was like every other like every weekend or every other weekend I was at a convention somewhere yeah. I'm, it, I'm was, it was literally I was like I don't even know what city I'm in anymore <laughs> that's like, kind of like the band where it comes thank you Detroit we're not yeah. in Detroit yeah, oh exactly. <laughs> I have always been impressed by the bands that can like put in a city name because I'm like dude I don't know how you remember where you're at <laughs> yeah yeah especially with bands it's like they're literally just on the road all the time especially yeah. during tours you're like uh when everybody's always like wow you get to travel for cosplay that's so cool like imagine the places you've seen I'm like I have seen a lot of convention centers. <laughs> I've, I've I have seen, seen a lot of hotel ballrooms. I've yeah. seen the wall in the hotel right uh, across yeah. from my window. Seen a lot of <laughs> hotels and uh, I hotel have seen, beds. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot more than that, because I mean, truly, like cons are long days, and so by the end of the day, like yeah, you really don't get a chance to like truly experience whatever place you're in. Yeah, we were yeah. covering that a bit. Yeah, actually, we covered a bit of that yesterday. She actually stayed at a convention that she was at in Alaska uh -huh. for a couple of days after so yeah. she could actually see. Yeah, but yeah. I also didn't have another convention coming up that Correct. following Correct. weekend. Exactly. Correct. So, you know, if I did, it would kind of be like, no, I kind of want to go home so I can sleep in my own bed for a bit right. and then go and jump on another plane or in my car and drive somewhere. Well, yeah. it's like with with us in March. I mean, we've got Katori on, on one weekend and then exactly the next weekend we've got Game On Expo. So, I mean, Katori, I'll be at a hotel, but game on expo i'll be sleeping in my own bed but it's at least you know yeah. here yeah. <laughs> yep it's a quick turnaround sometimes and that's, that's all you can do <laughs> i'm not yeah. looking forward to that part either it's like uh, yeah that con life is is hard it's definitely not for everybody yeah it is and well and and it's a grind like that i think is one of the the most challenging things i see for a lot of people transitioning from being just a casual cosplayer into professional is how do you turn it from hey, this is just a fun thing I do, to, wait, this is now my job. Yeah. And so... It kind of loses a little bit of the fun. It does. And, and that doesn't mean it's not fun, because it is. It absolutely yeah. is. But there's times you have to go, hey, friends, I would love to stay out with you guys all night tonight and, you know, party until the break of dawn. But I have to be up and, you know, the con floor opens at 9 a.m., so I've got to be there by 8 a.m., ready to go with you know three hours of makeup so yeah probably can't go and party tonight yeah you know? and I, I will say I've noticed from myself and I do notice you know because I've had you as a guest before <laughs> and I've been guested beside you and stuff like that so I, I've seen how you you know are and everything like that and yesterday we had uh, Cyborg T-Rex and she was talking about like it's professionalism. Yes. There's, you know, it's a profession, so there's professionalism with it. You know, yeah. don't show up the next day, you know, hungover. Like, yes. you know, you exactly. are under a contract with the con. You are 
contracted worker, essentially. Yeah. And that's like, again, that's where it's like, yes, this is fun, and it should be fun, but it is a job, and yes. you have to look at it as such. And it's yeah. hard sometimes to, to take away, like, hey, I just want to go hang out with my friends. Yes. Well, that's, that's not why the con is having you here. You know, no matter what your contract is with the con, the con took something to get you there. Yeah. Correct. You know, whether it's a booth or space or a ticket or, you know, any kind of thing, you know, and it's at some of the larger scales, you're talking money, all that stuff. So it is. Yeah. You, you have to give something back to the con. Yes. They, there I, yeah. has to be a reason. I, I've told cosplayers, I was like, technically your spot could be sold as an artist alley table. Yes. Correct. And that's somewhere, sometimes usually between three to $500, depending on the con. Yeah. So you have to give that back. price back, Absolutely. plus the badges you got, yep. and then if you got extra badges, and then, yeah, and then if there's travel, hotel, yep, all of that stuff goes in. Covered, yeah. And so you know you have to look at why why would a con choose to have you if you're not giving them value? Yeah. And so, not only that, but a lot of people don't realize a lot of con owners talk to each other. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. absolutely. See, you know, like okay, you know what? This cosplayer we had out, and they were hardly at their table ever. Yep. And so other cons are going to see that and be like, well, then yeah. why are we going to pay all these fees to have them at our con? Exactly. Or even offer them a free table if they're never going to be at their if table. they're not there. Well, it's the same thing with media when, we, when we're doing it. You know, yeah. I've, I've been doing it long enough to where most of the cons local know that I, when I'm here, I'm taking pictures and I'm doing interviews yep. and stuff. But a lot of the people I've heard from that media people come in, they have the badge, but they're not doing anything. Yeah. You know, they're, they're taking pictures, but they're not posting them anywhere. They're not yep. pushing it out there. And you've got exactly. to do that. Exactly. You've, you've got you've to work for the con. Correct. Yeah. It, like, end of day, like, that's that's the bottom line. If you're not doing that, then you're going to find slowly cons aren't going to want to work with you. Yeah. Correct. You're going to kind of go on a, a weird hidden blacklist. Yep. I was like, I can tell you right now, I do have some for Game On. <laughs> so that's fair. You know, it's, it's it, it happens. You it know, is. It, it it absolutely like that. That is the absolute truth. Yeah. So it's at the end of the day. Yeah, it is a job. <laughs> it is a profession. It's yeah. It's not just all funs and games. Yeah. You know, like oh, there's days I have woken up and I'm like, oh, I am sore. I'm tired. I don't want to do this. Like. I don't feel like putting on high heels today. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what though? The people that paid money for the tickets to come to this con, they don't care about any of that. I mean, they do, but like, but like, that's not what they paid for. They yeah. paid to see a show. Right. And so if I'm not there, you know, doing my part, I'm not living up to my end of the yeah. bargain. And for some of them too, if they're just getting day badges, that's their first day at the con. Yeah. And so, Absolutely. and a and lot that's of people, all they get. yeah, and a lot of people don't realize too is like anytime you're a guest, whether you're a voice actor, cosplayer, you know, or you're announced as like a media guest, you know, here with, you know, uh -huh. Con Air, you know, you kind of take on being a face for the con. Yes. So, yeah. you know, so cons are going to be paying attention to like what kind of content you're posting, what kind yeah. of, you know, what are you putting out there if you're on the floor and you're just being rude. Yes. You know. Why, why would a con want to put their name on that? Yeah, yeah, they're attaching their name to you, so it's it's kind of like a, a partnership in business. And why are they going to want to attach it to yeah. you? Give them a reason. Right. And you know, we keep pushing them whenever we can. So that's the way I do it. You know, at yeah. least. So we should probably. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, it's great. And, you know, I I think if it's something, you know, like somebody likes I want T-Rex, I think she is wonderfully suited to this profession. Oh, like, yes. I am so excited to see where she goes. Like, I, like, I love seeing how professional and responsible she is. Like, oh yeah. Like there are some people that you're just like, yeah, like I can I can see you go in places. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it's it's great and I love to see the, the new people and I love to you know, I love to help give advice if I can. Like, you know, sometimes yeah. it you know, it does need to be a harsh reality, but I try to to be as sweet as possible about it. Yeah, yeah, you're like, maybe this isn't suitable for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh I would never I would never tell somebody but I would I would tell them the honest truth, like I want you to really think about it yeah. and really evaluate kind of thing that you want to put your life into. Yes. Is it something that you really want to, you know, a lot of, you know, spend a lot of time every single day thinking about how can I market myself, how can I promote myself, how can I make a better costume, make a, you know, more dynamic costume, whatever it might be, you know, what can I do to keep myself moving forward? It's a big job yeah. and it takes a lot. And, and so I would... You know, it's something that I would say, like, everybody, I think, has the potential to do it. Oh, yes. But do you actually want to put that time in? And and I would, you know, I would tell somebody, like, hey, really think about it. And if it's something you want, then I am here to hold your hand. Let's go for it. We will absolutely make this together. But, like, you've got to want it. Because here's the thing, like, this is the big thing that I have said so many times to different cosplayers. You have to want it so bad. Yes. Because here's the thing, there is a million other cosplayers sitting behind you that want your spot. Yes. So if you don't want it every single day and you don't fight for it every single day, somebody else will come and take it from you. Oh yeah, yeah, like you were saying, there's so many new cosplayers coming up and about that are amazing. Oh, absolutely. And they are working to eventually become guests at cons and then take mm -hmm. it further and either make costumes for people, yep. do other things, you know, and, and make it a profession. And even like the cosplayers now, because of the wealth of information on the internet and with so many, you know, tutorials and books and things like that, there's so much information out there nowadays. The cosplayers that are starting right now are better than I was 10 years into my, you know, oh, cosplay yeah. journey. Oh, yeah. They show up and they're like, this Easy. is the first cosplay I ever made. And I'm like, Easy. what? <laughs> Yeah, but the source material is so much stronger oh, yeah. now, and too. YouTube tutorials and everything. They're yeah. like, I just made this, you know, like, period accurate dress and yes. I've never sewn before. Never and I'm like, sewing machine. I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm <laughs> Get like, out of here. I didn't even think about a sewing machine until several years in. <laughs> yeah. And even then, I'm like, oh, God, I don't really know how this thing works. I used glue <laughs> for the first one. Yes. Oh, <laughs> it absolutely. was Oh, stitch witchery was my friend in the beginning. <laughs> it, was, it was a cardboard box. It was a cardboard box and silly putty and, and, and uh, crazy glue. That's oh, my first costume. Oh, man. Like, like I, have some, I have some truly terrible photos from the beginning. Like, I mean, it was awful. Like, you should see my first attempt at body painting. It was so horrible. Like, it's embarrassing to show. It's when you but start seeing the finger marks show. going across. And it's like, <laughs> it's no, worse. no. It's like, watching, <laughs> like, it's like flaking off my face. Like, oh, it's oh, horrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I can say I've been there. Like I get where it's like to be to be starting out and I, I know now what it's like to be on the other side of the curtain and it, it's amazing and it's it's wonderful, but like I said, you have to want it. Yes. It's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. 
It is. It's worth. It's worth every bit of it. Yeah. But you it have is. to want it. Yeah, you have to want it, and and then even when you get your like toe in the door and like you do get your first guesting spot, then you really need to analyze too. Be like, I just gave up my entire con to sit at a table. Yep. Like. Yeah, you get those times where you get little moments where you can walk around uh-huh. and stuff like that. But essentially, you're yeah, you're giving up yeah. your entire con. Uh, oh, I can't tell you. I like even as we're here, like I'm waving to somebody right now. I'm like, oh, I'd love to go hang out with you right now, but that's that's just not what it is. I'm like, yeah, I'm already like, oh, I probably better get back to my booth. Like, yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's the truth. Like, there's so many times where you're like, you're gonna watch all of your friends go out, and like we're gonna do a two-hour photo shoot outside. And you're like, that sounds like so much fun. Yeah, or they're like. Yeah, or they're like, oh, I'm going to go to this restaurant for lunch. You're like, cool, I'm eating the con food because yeah. uh, that's all I have time did, for. Is, Can you bring, bring me a doggy food? bag? Is yeah. Is anybody going to bring food? Is there a to go menu? <laughs> can, I, can I get a water, please, even? No, no actually, cons are usually really good yeah. about taking care of you. These guys like, have been really good with really, us, too. You so. don't get much opportunity to get away, and that's, that's the truth, too. So, you know, these are all things that you really need to think about and really analyze within yourself if that's something you want because oh, it yeah. is amazing but it, there's a lot of a lot of things a that give, come yeah with it it's too. a lot of give and take it is it's, it, absolutely oh uh so is there anything else you want to kind of little quippets about you or anything uh, are you still are you still making costumes for people um so i really am not making costumes for people i'll take okay. a like random commission now and again um i I'm actually kind of working a little bit more on wig styling these days. Okay. Um, so definitely so I'll take some commissions. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely you can always check out my work and follow my like journey everywhere I go. Um, like I said before, Sapphire Nova Cosplay is where you'll find all my my stuff online. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, like I'm like. I always don't even know what to say about myself. I, I swear, <laughs> there's cool things about me, but I don't know what to say. <laughs> um, yeah, you'll just have to come meet me and find out how we weird I am. Because I am a weirdo at heart, and I embrace oh, yeah. it, and I let my freak flag fly, and I love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We all do here. <laughs> that's, you know what? I guess that's how I'm, we make friends. That's what this place is all about. Like, the weirder, the better, and it's glorious. Like, I don't have to try to pretend to be normal. It's great. The weird is normal here. So. Yeah, the weird is normal here. And then when you're normal, we're all like, what are you doing here? Did you Do you know where you are? Yeah. You're out of place. <laughs> you're not supposed to be but here. It was so great having you on here. Thank you, guys. Thank I appreciate you. it. Yeah. We'll let you get back to your table now. All right, yeah, yeah she, had some minions. <laughs> yeah. she had some minions she had to go uh, yeah. replace. <laughs> Relieve the minion. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you guys so much. Yep. All right, you're Take welcome. Care. All right, bye. really am. It's been a long day. I can understand. Go ahead. <laughs> all right. Hey, everybody, all the listeners of Con Air Radio. Hi, this is Nicole of Corgi Cosplay uh, here with Con Air Radio for Con. Yes, I'm uh, still here. <laughs> and uh, we are here with Madeline, who's an author. Uh, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself more and kind of give us uh, a breakdown of uh, kind of what kind of books you write. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me over here. Uh, I am a local author. Yay. <laughs> I live just, I mean, in, in Mesa, I only live maybe like a 15 minute drive from here. So it was, it was a great opportunity and I didn't have to, you know, travel too far with, you know, my booth supplies. And so I'm excited to be here. It's actually my first convention. Oh, so this has been a lot to take in. It is 
been a lot of really great people watching. I'm not gonna lie. Yes. That's, that's the other benefit of, of yeah, and con. especially the location we're in right here yes. in this row is just we see all everything the people walking by. and multiple times because they're coming and going between the two uh-huh. sort of convention like locations with all the cosplay activities happening to our left and then everything else to the right. I'm like, this is great. I've seen so many really amazing costumes and just like I said people watching top notch <laughs> so yeah so yes I am a local author and I only have the one book it was my debut and it came out in April so we just oh. passed it hasn't even been out for a year we just barely got past the um my like six month birthday with it oh so, yeah how long have you been working on it actually this was I have another manuscript that I wrote prior to this and that took me a long time this particular book my first draft only took me about four months to write. Oh, not bad. And then once I got my feedback back from like beta readers, I probably meant spent, oh, excuse me, spent about six months revising. And then I started moving into the process of uh, like the line edits, the copy edits, and then the formatting. And at the same time, working with my cover artist and, and all of that. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, we always hear some people that like, I've been working years and years on this book and I finally got around to getting it done. And yes, yes. I do hear that a lot. I know a lot of people who have had that experience. And like I said, that is more what my first manuscript felt like to write. But I was taking a break from that project. It was said and done and I was letting it rest for a while. And a lot of authors will always tell you, like, keep yourself busy. So once you've finished one project, while it's resting, go work on something else. And I had tried to work on a few other uh, ideas that were on my laptop and none of them were really speaking to me. And then I grabbed this one and I had written a prologue in the first chapter like a year and a half prior. And I picked it back up, kind of polished it off. And then I sent it to a friend and I was like, what do you think of this? Is there is there anything here? Am I crazy? Does this Is this coming off the page or am I imagining this? And she texted me back probably within like four hours and she goes how have you not always been working on this <laughs> I said okay well I don't I don't know I guess maybe that's a good question and so I just I went back to my laptop and I was like okay this is the one I'm working on and it it just like it poured out of me it just flew out of me it was so easy the characters were very loud which if you read the book will make sense because okay. they are very they have a lot to them uh, you can't they're hard to forget Oh, so, awesome. Yes, they had a lot to say and they were very, very clear about it. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the story about? So the book is called Castle Witch and I like to call it, I refer to it as like an upper YA, mature YA. I would okay. like, I, you know, young readers are probably safe, especially in this day and age with some of the content that is yeah. in like young children's literature. But I always recommend like a mature upper YA reader would be perfectly fine with it. It uh, is best described as a slow burn, closed door, cozy fantasy romance. Okay. And it follows Etta, who is the last surviving witch after a war has split one country into two. And then her counterpart in the story, Asin, is a bastard born peasant who at the end of the same war has now been elevated in status and he's been been put in charge of this whole castle and valley that he has no clue what he's doing. He's just been like, here, you know, the lord of this castle died and you were his bastard son, so here you go, now it's yours. Oh. And um, 
So he convinces Etta to stick around and help him as the castle witch to help care for the land and the people on it. And then there's a little bit of a time jump and that's really where the bulk of the story kicks off. From that point on, I like to call it a begrudging best friends to lovers because Aeson has what readers these days would call like that golden retriever energy. Oh, and okay. Etta is very much the black cat of the dynamic. Oh, yeah, so, that clash. <laughs> yes, there's that clash and there's a trope that a lot of people love that's kind of like he, he falls first. And you could kind of make that statement with Castle Witch. I'm hesitant because I don't know... I don't know if it's more about he fell first or if he just figured it out first. Ah, uh, okay, Because yes. they're dynamic, like, by the that point in the story, they've known each other for so long that it's very apparent to everyone else in the castle. All the other characters that you see them interact with are very aware. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like, well, they're it's just a duo. They are a team together, and they haven't quite figured it out yet. So, like I said, he's the golden retriever of the dynamic, and he is very gung-ho about it long before Etta is. Etta takes a longer time to work through her feelings on the situation. So lots of snark, lots <laughs> of sarcastic, biting humor between the two of them. Because again, they're, they've essentially become best friends. They were yes. allies first and they become best friends. So they know all each other's buttons. Yes. And how to <laughs> just kind of nag at each other. And so it made for a lot of fun to write. And I mean, I definitely giggled, giggled to myself a lot as I was writing it. <laughs> and I love hearing friends and family like if they're reading it they'll report even sometimes I've been lucky enough to be in the room and I hear them laugh out loud and I'm like yes nailed it I don't know what part you're at but I nailed it because you're laughing out loud and that's what yeah, I'm going yeah for. it's not just the laughing in the head <laughs> yeah. it's the full like outburst of outburst laughter. yes Carol used to do that on that that series that I was talking about before she just would start reading it and then all of a sudden she belts out and I'm like what are you laughing about and she'll explain it yeah. and I'm like oh, alright I'm going to have to pick this up and read it down <laughs> yeah those are the ones you want to read those are the ones I want to read you know yeah yeah the ones yeah because you actually are getting into it you're actually enjoying yeah. it and being a part of it yeah it's yeah. not just reading it to read it yeah they just I think it comes to life a little bit better that way so yeah. if I can if I can elicit an actual audible laughter or I don't so much want to make my readers gasp, but if they do a, that little, that yeah. sharp, just, you know, oh, breath oh. in, like, ugh, yeah, I'm like, good, 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 good. <laughs> I want you to cringe. I don't want you to be sad, but I do want you to cringe a little bit yeah. and kind of be worried. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So they, they're getting, like, a range of emotions oh, you want for them sure. to go through with for the story. For sure. For sure. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Do you have any other books? Or are you planning, like, a sequel to this one? So or? my intention with this is it is one of two. So okay. I'm working on book two right now. And then we will see where I go from there. Because, again, I still have all these other projects sitting on my laptop where I have, like, outlines and character arcs. And I have, like, loose plots kind of yeah. kind of drawn up. But it just we'll, we'll, see who is, we'll see who is loud at that point. Yeah. See who's speaking to me then. See, I know that feeling. Because when I was working on them, I turned around. And every so often I'd start working on that doesn't work for this. Yeah. But, uh, but you can save it for open, something else. Pop open windows or uh, a word and I start typing an idea. This is what I'm putting it in here. Put it in that folder. I'll get back to that one. Yeah. <laughs> I have done the exact same thing. And then I have a folder also that I just call bits and pieces mm -hmm. where it's just lines of dialogue or a description or something that I've come up with that I really, really love. And I don't necessarily want to lose track of it, but I also don't know where it goes yet. So yeah, I have 28 of those folders set aside. <laughs> 
I mean, I created, uh, and, and this was my first attempt at writing, was a science fiction Native American. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I like that. It came out pretty good. And then I did a little novella that ran with it on the same timeline, different planet type thing, which didn't do really well. So now I'm actually thinking about combining them, but then I'm, at the same time, that's when I got distracted and I started making this whole other project. And I'm like, all right, I like this, I like this. And then of course it was split. So yeah. you got like five different sets of characters. So it's like you're with this character for about 10 pages and then quickly over here for another 10 pages yeah. and then another 10 pages. And eventually the goal is to, to get them all together. Yeah. That's one of the hardest books I've ever heard to try to figure out to write. <laughs> Because you're jumping all around the place. Yeah, yeah. And you want you want each of those sections to be true to that character. Correct. And sometimes, depending on the characters, it's hard to shift between their voices. Some characters come really naturally, and of course, the the stubborn ones are stubborn to write. Also, yeah, mm -hmm. because it's much harder to get into their mindset and kind of understand their motivations and what makes them tick and what their personal goal might be. Like, what are they trying to get out of? their journey and so. of course each one of the sets are totally different than oh, the other yeah oh yeah so it's uh, you got the swab over here you know then you got the cocky over here and then you got the one that's damn near close to psychotic knowing <laughs> yeah. how to how do you switch from each one yeah. yeah and try to and try to write it correctly yes like the way I kind of look at it because um, even at Sabo we did an interview with an author and she was saying the same exact yeah. things and the way I see it just coming from a different perspective is I have a lot of friends that do like OCs and stuff like their yeah. original characters and you know and they'll do role playing with friends yeah. as these OCs yeah and that's kind of what it sounds like it's like each of these are like their own little OCs in, yeah. you know that you've created yes, very much and they're just all interacting with each other yeah and very, now you're just much. writing the story about yep. their adventures a hundred percent and I also am what's known as like a planter so there's plotters and then there's pantsers. So plotters, they do not start writing that story until they have outlined like every detail of it. Oh. And they've like got uh, character, um, what's the word I'm looking at, like character profiles. Okay. Some people get really in depth, you know, they know that characters like astrological sign or their Enneagram <laughs> or their Myers-Briggs. And then they really try to write the character like to that personality, so to speak. And I. As I said, I, I fall in between plotter and pantser. Pantser's just like, they wing it from the beginning, beginning to the to end. end. Yeah. Um, so I definitely lean more into the pantser side of things, but out of necessity, I have learned to, to at least know kind of a few steps ahead. So I know where I'm going with the story, but I'm also very, very open to my characters. I mean, once I get them going, they usually have a mind of their own and they will have their own opinions. And sometimes I'm like, okay, well, I thought we were going to do it this way. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. I have a different idea. We're going to do it this way. Or actually, I don't like that idea so much. So how about we don't do it? And I will struggle through scenes. And nine times out of 10, if I'm struggling through a scene, it's because I need to go back and address something that happened like the chapter before. Just like a 10% back up I'm like oh that's where we went wrong because you're right that was a bad choice yeah I, I worked on one where it, it took me like I don't know day and a half to write a page because yep. I'm just like okay how do I want how do I describe yeah. how do I do and then I'll get into an action piece and I'll write five pages in ten minutes <laughs> you know, it's oh just yeah like, <laughs> yeah I'm just like whoa <laughs> I've had that experience 
as well. I've had days where I only get to, you know, like 900 words, and then I've had days where I get to 2,500 or 3,000 words, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and it just, it just depends. Sometimes I'm really clear on what's happening next, and sometimes I just kind of have that vague idea, so I'm kind of piecing it together as I'm writing it. And those are the days where I am. I'm doing a lot of like delete, 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 and then like try this, and then delete, and then try that, and eventually I get through it, but you know, every day is different, that's yeah. for sure. I've oh, always yeah. tried to change the color of the text. So if I yes. didn't like something, I would change it to, I'll, I'll do this in green, and then I'll run it through my head a couple of times, and then I'll, if I'd like it, then I'll change it back to black, yeah. and then I'll, I'll add something over here. If I, yeah, this one's kind of really far-fetched. This is gonna be like bright orange. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure how that's gonna work. That's so. a cool idea. That is a cool idea. <laughs> I might have to implement that <laughs> next it, it, time something like that comes Well, I mean, because me. if you cut in a coding, you, you're going back over it, and you're like, all right, so this is how it reads in the black. Yeah. This is what I want to kind of change yeah. to it. I want to tweak to it. Does it sound a little bit, you know? And, yeah. and when I, and then of course, like your proofreaders, you put it up on on, on a shared uh, board, yeah. And you go, okay, this is what I've written, and you give them the, the synopsis. This yeah. is the, this is the color coding. This is what I'm thinking I want to do. This is more along the lines of, is this crazy, or do I want to do this one instead? Yeah. So give me your input, and be surprised how often you get that little. <laughs> Oh, I really love this orange one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're going with it. <laughs> I I like I am kind of old-fashioned. I like to work within Word. And so I will leave comments in specifically for my beta readers. Mm -hmm. So similar to what you're talking about, I will just like kind of highlight a paragraph and leave a comment. And I will like call out specific people because I know my beta readers. So I'll be like, if it's someone with, that I know that they're particularly... Um, you know, adept at like this trope or that trope, or they have a good eye for this or something else. I will, I will highlight it and just be like, ask so and so if this is working, if it's not working, <laughs> what suggestions they might have, sort of thing. Um, so that as they read it, they'll come across it and be like, oh, pay attention to this, because it it, it saves yeah. it saves time too. Because otherwise, they get to the end and I'm like, and what about that part? And they're like, I don't know, I'd have to go back and read it. But I find if I can kind of give them a heads up almost as they're passing through it just works a lot better yeah I, yeah because then they're taking like the notes on the side yeah like, exactly. oh, okay like they'll see their name they'll be like oh okay she wants me to pay attention to like this yeah. scene in particular so, there yeah. were there was a couple of times where i've actually heard people were uh they read through um like what i was doing one yeah they read through it and then they came up with another suggestion and he actually sent me an audio recording of him reading the book and i turned around and says you know after listening to your audio of my book, I can't look at my book the same way anymore. Yeah. He had a very thick Dutch accent. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that just didn't work. No, let's not go there. It's crazy how that affects the experience. It, it, it totally, yeah. I, I couldn't look at it entirely the same way. I had to turn around and force myself to go, yeah. that's not, no, that's, no, <laughs> no, <Yeah. laughs> twist, twist, twist. I got off plan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, so you are thinking you're working on a sequel, which is good. Yep. And uh, so, how are you promoting it? Just because this is your first con, so you. This is my first con, but uh, I over the summer, I am a part of a local authors group, and so every summer we do like a 
kind of a circuit through all the local Barnes and Nobles. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. So we had signings all over the place. So if I was up at Arrowhead, I was at Desert Ridge, I was at Dana Park, I was at Tempe Marketplace. I mean, I did all of them and down in Chandler. Um, so we get, we're lucky. We get a lot of promotion through those locations. And I've just, I've really leaned into the community of authors in the area. So I have connections kind of all over. So I've gotten to do some book launches with other authors who, you know, maybe are too busy to do those like Barnes and Noble signings, but when, you know, when their newest release comes out, they're like, hey, do you want to be my in-conversation partner? So I've gotten the chance to do that a few times. Nice. And the library events are always really great. Yes. Those are always really, really, really great to connect with because also, you know, people who are going to a library are like, they're, they're they are readers. there for the books. Yes. Even at Barnes & Noble, sometimes they're just passing through to get to like the game section yeah. <laughs> or to the music albums in the back. Yeah, uh, but you know, libraries for sure. Um, yeah, they're they're always you know you know that they're there for one thing and one thing only. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. There's other things libraries offer and stuff yeah. like that. But most people getting a library card to read to books. read to read the books. Yep, a hundred percent. No, so, no, no, no. Why would anyone go to a library to read a book? <laughs> uh, I say I know like Phoenix Fan Fusion, uh, which is another local yes. con. Uh, usually does quite a bit of authors they there. Do. Mm -hmm. I have quite a few friends who've gotten the opportunity to okay. be um, to be a part of Fan Fusion, and I'm I haven't quite figured out how to get myself in there, but I'm going to do it. That is well, for sure. if you do, you're going to have to make sure you're going to be patient because there's usually a, a big waiting list. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That is what. It, well, it's very big. I mean, they've done a really great job of building that up. So I'm I'm not surprised in the slightest. And also, I'm like, but let me in, please. <laughs> um, I'm actually I'm waiting to hear back from the Tucson Festival of Books. Oh, I applied to get my book in there, but again, there yeah. is a little bit of a, a, a wait list there. So I'm like, we'll see. Yeah, I've got we'll friends see. who go down there every year. <clears throat> yeah, I would love to. I would love to do both, either or. I mean, just any any opportunity. So yeah. I am very active online as well. Instagram is my main hub for talking about my book, posting writing updates, events and stuff that I'm going to be a part of, but. Oh, good. Yeah. So that's good. Like, what is what is your Instagram? So <laughs> yeah, what, what are the social? What are your socials? You online, yeah. Find out where these events are going to be at. So Instagram. Oh, this is so. Of course, my Instagram handle is at miss dot madeline dot elizabeth, but Madeline is spelled the very old-fashioned traditional French way. So if if listeners are familiar with like the the French cookies, the sweet, they're sweet and they're scalloped, they sell them at Starbucks. So that spelling of Madeline is what you need to look up in order to find me. If you spell Madeline, you're not going to find my page. You, so it's it's at Miss Madeline Elizabeth, like I said, with the dots, the periods yeah. to, to distinguish between each one. But yes, make sure you spell Madeline right. <laughs> Because I wanted to make this as complicated as possible for people. <laughs> <laughs> Good. You did very well. <laughs> it lines up nicely on a book cover, though, I do have to say, because Madeline Elizabeth, it just, like, it fits perfectly yeah. in there. It looks really great. <laughs> like, yeah, it's that nice, like, kind of <clears throat> rectangle shape mm -hmm. instead of, like, the longer. Yeah. One, either one's oh, longer yeah, yeah. than the other. Yeah, it really does. It works out well. So, yeah, aesthetically, it's perfect, but in this in this medium I'm like uh so just make sure you spell it the right way that's awesome um I did want to ask uh you know just in case there is anybody listening mm -hmm. that is getting into writing and everything like that mm -hmm. are you self-published or did you go to a publisher kind of how did all that well 
I have been circling around the whole writing publishing industry for uh, well over five years at this point, which isn't a long time compared to a lot of other people in the industry. But <coughs> one thing's for sure, the line between traditional and self-publishing is really beginning to blur. Like okay. a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. There, I know lots of traditional authors who have gotten their rights back from their early books, like their first trilogies or their first, their debut and stuff. And they want to keep their book on the shelf and they want to be able to keep promoting it and talking about it. So they've gotten those rights back and then they've turned to self-publishing so that they can market it themselves. Yes. So I myself went ahead and just started my own little publishing LLC, which is Extra Extra Publishing. Uh, as in like, it's got a little Newsies throwback. Yeah. If anyone remembers that beautiful, beautiful work of art. <laughs> extra, extra, read all about it. So yeah, so my LLC is Extra Extra Publishing House and I publish under that. So yeah, so technically I'm, I'm like self and independently published because I didn't just make my LLC like Madeline Elizabeth books. Yeah. I'm like, oh no, it's it's an actual thing. So, yeah. yeah. So like you want to eventually break out and I want to be able to help other. other yeah. yeah. Because there's self-publishing can be very daunting. There's a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot of moving pieces, and not everyone wants to dive in right away. Yeah. So. And I can imagine it's kind of scary, probably yes, too. It can be overwhelming, and so I really I, I thought it would be cool to just kind of offer a place where we can kind of help them get started, but also not have them chained to a contract the way that traditional contracts work. So that way, like we can help people get started, but like if at any point they want their rights back, they, yeah. can, just, they can just have them. Like I'm, I'm not in it to be some greedy. So yeah. Information desk. <laughs> you guys, you guys are kind of in that location. I like, know, <laughs> but <laughs> serious. And then hearing the little. I'm trying to turn it down. I'm trying to turn it down, and no, I've got every damn piece of it. <laughs> doing a podcast at a con, and then also having my corgis here, and <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, what do they call it? A pro and a con. The pros yeah. are, they bring everybody to the table. The cons yeah. are, they bring everybody to the table. <laughs> I was like, well, we've had a lot of people that have also seen, like, oh, they can tell, like, there's a microphone There's here? a microphone going, yeah. and they can see that we're having, like, a conversation con, with yeah. microphones. And so they're usually, like, they just, it's and just, yeah, so we're kind of, like, mad. And yeah, and we're I toyed with, I toyed with my sign. I just, like, do I want to bring it? Do I want to bring it? Do I want to bring it? So I don't bring it, and I should have brought it. Yep. It always goes <laughs> that way. Basically, it's on air. And yeah. <laughs> it always goes that way. Always. Yeah. But even then, even with it on, they'll come up, and they'll start talking. They're going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> well, I hope I answered your question as far yes. as traditional no. versus self. Yeah. So yeah. I'm self slash independently because I worked with independent artists, independent formatters, independent editors. So I didn't do any of that myself. I just wrote the book and then I reached out and found help and a support system to make sure the copy edits were done well, the line edits were done well. Um, my format, I'm in love with my formatting. Like I, I will recommend her work 
forever. <laughs> forever. It came out so much prettier than I anticipated for the so, interior. I was like, yeah, so, so any writers out there, if you're looking for information, definitely go hit up the Instagram. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Come find me on Instagram and I will point you in her direction because she's, she's just amazing. And she's very she's very detail-oriented and she just she did a great job. And I'm equally as in love with my cover artist, but I'm more protective of them. She, I, I've heard because that. I'm like I don't want to I don't want to have to share them with anyone else. I need them to be available when I need them to be. Yeah, available. I've heard that from other authors yeah. too. They're just like, no, they're mine. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, can't I, have them. I I had that second project and I started working on my second project and then I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And I I, I found someone to do the cover art, and I love the cover art too, but so much. The project's not near complete. But I have a full blown up size poster of my book cover. Oh, I um, my cover was done well in advance. <laughs> it didn't need to be done, and at that point, I still hadn't totally embraced the inevitable. I'm like, okay, clearly, clearly, I'm moving towards self publishing this, but I hadn't really like admitted that to the world yet. But oh, I had cover art done for sure. <laughs> and actually, obviously, I can't show the listeners no but uh one of my favorite details about my cover <coughs> is that as it being titled castle witch on the front is a, a real zoomed in image of etta the witch herself and she's standing in front of a blue background and there's some like sparkly magic flecks that are kind of surrounding her and then just over her shoulder there's the flecks are not sparkly they're just little white dots because if you turn the book over her counterpart the other main character in the book, Asin, is on the back cover. And the little white dots are the stitching on his coat. So the concept is that they're literally standing back to back. So as you turn the book around and around, there's bits of him on the front cover. And then there's pieces of like magic that are floating back around him as well. So it's it's almost oh, like an cute. interactive. You need, yeah. you need one of those stands. I do. Just to revolve it around and around. around. A rotisserie book stand. Yep. <laughs> well, they've got them for the... Um, I've seen them a lot of times when the people put those lighted bases on a, yeah. under a prism. Yes. You know, that's the kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. or yeah. they usually like the mirror if they're doing yeah. like a product sale or something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That would probably work. Yeah, that'd be excellent. Now we're all coming up with ideas for, for, yeah. for book sales. I'm going to be so well prepared for my next convention. <laughs> now you just have to figure out what is your next convention. Yeah, that's true. Because they're coming around all the time. I know it's. I don't. It's hard to keep track of, honestly, because there's so many and they're all over the place. But this has been great. I've been. I've been having such a good time. Oh the God. ones. The ones that uh, that come out locally that I usually go to. I I hate some parts of this app, but this is what I use. It's a countdown. Oh. So I, I type in the event that I'm going to go yeah. do as, as Con Air, and I put it in there, and it counts down the days to it nice. for me. And I'm sitting there going, that's pretty cool. And then... That is really cool. You can put it down. You see there at the bottom. We're in the red now. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. But the only downside is is that the app wants to take over your phone. Mm. It basically wants you to go through it for even phone calls. And I'm like, why? Why do you need that permission? Yeah, why (laughs) do you need that? That's a weird... So That's and when I tried to when it tried to happen, I was trying to answer a call and I couldn't because this thing kept getting in the way. I'm like, damn it! <laughs> I need to put this on a tablet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't take yeah. phone calls. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the backdrop yes. to all this technology we're surrounded by mm-hmm. nowadays. Oh yeah. You gotta let it to do this so we can do that for you. <laughs> yep. 
Alrighty, so we got your socials on, yep. on internet, the yep. difficult way to get there. Are you on <laughs> any other social network? So I am on Facebook and it's just Madeline Elizabeth. Again, make sure you get the spelling right. Um, but I think the pic I think for both profiles, it's a picture of me wearing like this ice crown, which was a joke between me and another author that I loved pieces. Um, and that's, that is it for now. I, you know what? Social media can be overwhelming. So I've, I've had yeah. to limit it to just the ones that feel manageable because I'm sorry, but I, my sanity is very important to me. Yes. And so I, I prioritize it any way I can. Yes. I run five different Instagram accounts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. a little bit much. There's, there's yeah. so many out it's there. And it's, yeah. There's so many. And especially if you're busy writing a book, like, yeah, <laughs> you don't want to sit there yeah. and type out a bunch of things to social media it, and it is funny the the phases you go through because when I'm really actively drafting and I have nothing else that I'm preparing for or trying to you know work on promotion or marketing or anything like that I like my Instagram gets really quiet because I'm so focused on the actual writing yeah and then like those four or six weeks that a piece of work goes off to beta readers, then I'm like, oh, I have all sorts of stuff to stay online. And then I'm like, and then <laughs> you won't hear from me again for a while. But that's just how it goes, like yeah. I said. Yeah. Uh, where can, so where, I guess, can people buy your book? So if, if you are local, pretty much every Barnes Noble in the Valley should have some in stock. Okay. Uh, our local Changing Hands should have a few. And really anywhere that books are sold. The only distributor I don't work with is Amazon. Which, Understandable. Which sounds like I'm shooting myself in the foot to a lot of people. But I tell you what, I, I, I believe that, you know, you vote with your dollars and I don't want to share my profits yeah. with them. So I don't, well, I don't use them for distribution. Yeah. Well, then <clears> I've <throat> also heard people taking, uh, like if you did a digital copy, there's yes. a lot of people that will take the digital copy yep. and then they'll resell it. On other websites. Yeah, yeah, on other websites. Or they'll do their own sale on yep. Amazon of yep. it too. Yep. So, yep, that is, so that can is be a like, thing. Yeah, so not you can cool. be like, I am not on Amazon at all. So anybody selling on Amazon, that is not me. Yep. Sorry, yes, I, exactly. I, th I thrive on Amazon. It's actually running through my veins <laughs> at this time. Yeah. Yeah, I usually go and say, all right, what did I'm? What have I sent out for? What am I receiving? Yeah. And and that's also where my book is. Yep. <laughs> it, yeah. it, I mean, it it's one of those where it's like every every person is different and every avenue works differently for each person. And for me, I'm like, that's not gonna work. So, yeah, <clears throat> it was a very conscious and very intentional decision. But understandable. I don't I don't feel as though I've suffered for it. No, it doesn't so, sound. Like <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm 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 thrilled with the way that it is all fallen into place oh good cool. mm -hmm. and then i guess if anything too they can always message you oh, on for social sure. medias too and be for like sure. hey i'm looking i'm not local but i want to buy your book yeah. online yeah, where yeah. can i get it well and that's why i say so really any any standing bookstore should be able to order it oh, okay yeah i mean because the distributor that i do work with is kind of like the number one distributor so oh, okay. really so any yeah, bookstore should be, should be able to order of, it of just ordering yeah. it and bringing it into their store for you yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming down. And Thank you so much for inviting me over here. Yay. I've been watching we, you guys do this for two days. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> and we really like, we really like to push for this. 
You spend eight Just years. Ask. You spend eight years doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you again. This has been wonderful. I appreciate you guys taking the time to talk to me. Yep. Yeah. No problem. Thank you for well, coming over and talking to us. And of hopefully, course. and hopefully, we'll see you again soon. Oh, for sure. Yes. More cons. Excellent. Sounds great. <laughs> great. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue for me and you. And I think to myself, Bullshit! What a wonderful world. Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed.